Amen, amen. Luke, the first chapter is where we'll go. Luke, the first chapter. Pretty lengthy reading this morning. First chapter, begin reading at verse 70. And he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised. Somebody say promised. The mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. The oath which he swore to our father Abraham. The oath which he swore to our father Abraham that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord, prepare his way. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us. To give light to them that set in darkness. Listen to this. To give light to them that set in darkness and in the shadow of death. To guide our feet into the way of peace. In verse 80. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day his shoeing unto Israel. And the child grew. Somebody say the child grew. And waxed strong. Praise God. This morning I'm going to preach from this thought. Your promise. Your promise. Look at your neighbor and say your promise. Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you again for your power and we thank you for your peace. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've bestowed upon us, your many, many blessings. But today, Lord, we especially thank you for the promise. Lord, those are represented in this place. Lord, many promises 
that you've given to men and women, to young people in this place, to children that are upstairs and true kids. God, you've given promises. You have shown your power, Lord. You've given a demonstration and Lord you've given that promise and weeping and prayer and, and supplication and consecration before you Lord you've given that promise and Lord today I want them to know they still have a promise we honor you we bless you and we magnify your name in Jesus name and the church says amen 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 can you give our praise team our musicians a hand. Thank you for ushering in the presence of the Lord today. Thank you, Brother Luke, for prayerfully choosing those songs this morning. You may be seated. Your promise. Your promise. God has given us exceeding precious promises. Does anybody believe that today? If God has promised you anything, I want you to raise your hand. I know he's promised everybody something, but if he's promised you anything, make it known today by that uplifted hand. God has given us exceeding precious promises that are coming to pass every single day of our lives. There is no doubt there are some of you that have shared with me your precious promises through the years and just these past few weeks you've talked about man God said he would do it Pastor Darren and he did it and I magnify him and I lift him up for that but I understand that if Jesus said it it's going to happen it may not happen when you nor I would like for it to happen but he promises things and he is the only one the only one that will come through amen all of the time. You nor I will always come through because we are frail humans and you would like to say, yes, I would, but if the going got tough and, and you had promised something and maybe you just, you couldn't do it, you couldn't be, that's not how God is. When God promises you or me something, he always comes through with that promise. Now understand with me, and this is not a cop-out by any means, it's just how God works. He promises things, and you conjure up in your head, and I conjure up in my head, Sister Sheila. We do that. That's what we do. We, we, come, we think a lot. And we conjure stuff up in our head. This is how the promise should go. It should go A, B, C, D, or ever how we conjure that up. But that's not how God is. God promises he's going to do something and he will go all the way to Dan and Beersheba. He'll go all the way to Africa and he'll go all the way over. And finally, your promise will come to pass. And you're looking up on the balcony of heaven saying, who do you think you are? It was supposed to go this way. This is how it should have transpired. But the fact is, he's giving you a promise. It's your promise. He's the facilitator of that promise. Somebody say amen. amen. He's given us promise of healings and blessings, revival, and change. You see, that word change makes everybody eat scared. That was my best scared voice. But it is. It's, we want, man, I want revival. I want blessing. I want, I want healing. I want all of these things. And he's given us change. Sometimes for us to get blessing, 
There's got to be change. No, I don't want to change. I don't want, well, then you don't want your promise if you don't want change. Because God changes things sometimes and alters things and uproots things and takes things away so you can have the promise that he, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. Somebody say your promise. What happens? We read about it here a moment ago. What happens when darkness and shadows cover the promise that is in him, yea, and in him, amen? Well, your promise may have some darkness over it, and it may have a shadow over it, but it's still your promise that came from him. You see, what happens is you and I, when we start seeing the rain come and we start seeing the darkness form in the midst of our promise, we want to throw in the towel and run to where the sunlight is. But he's telling you, there may be darkness, there may be shadows, but you're going to prosper. You're going to get what I, amen. Look at verse 80. And the child grew and waxed strong. Ladies and gentlemen, there was darkness that was there. There were shadows that were there. But beyond the shadow of a doubt, you can rest assured if God promised you something, you are going to get strong and you are going to prosper how he said you would prosper and grow. So what happens in the midst of, of darkness, in the midst of shadows? You still have a promise. And the promise came from heaven. Acts 2 and verse 39, it says this, For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Very key part of that scripture is the third and the fourth word. Promise is. For the promise is. No, there's darkness. No, there's shadows. No, there's rain. No, there's pain. No, there's issues. No, there's change that's come in. No, it's supposed to be... Uh, Snails and shells and puppies. No, 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 no. It's, it's supposed to be peace and love and joy. No. It's not always going to be all of those things. Sometimes it's going to be brokenness. Sometimes it's going to be taking me from here to there so I can fulfill my promise that God has placed in my life. God's removed me from here, not because I wasn't prospering, not because things weren't going well. Things were going well, but God gave you a promise. God said you were going to be the head and not the tail. God said he was going to give you hope and give you peace. He was going to move things into place for you to do what he desires you to do. Your promise is, it not, not that it was, it is, not that it could be, no, it's not could be, not maybe so, but your promise is. Somebody say, my promise is. My promise is. Your promise is. It's your promise. If God said it, it shall come to pass. 
Amen. Sir, if God said it, if God impressed it upon you, if God moved into your prayer time and he let you know that this is your promise, if God called you to do this or to do that, that is your promise and your promise is. The Bible said, for the promise is unto you and to your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Let's talk about that scripture for a moment. Is the promise of the Holy Ghost for me. The promise is for you and the promise is for you today. It's open for you to have. You can be a recipient of that promise. No, I got too much sin in my life. I got too much pain in my life. I got too much degradation in my life. No, the Bible says says your promise is it is for you today and you can have your promise somebody say amen Amen. if God said it it will come to pass period quite frankly ladies and gentlemen if it's your promise you better believe that it's your promise if he said it believe it I can't have peace. I can't have joy. I know you've prayed a thousand times, but he is going to be sitting beside you on that pew, and he's going to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and he's going to be baptized in Jesus' name. That's your promise. If he said it, it's going to come to pass. Hebrews 11 and verse 6 says this, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. No faith, no pleasing God. If I don't have faith, then I'm not pleasing God. The Bible says, ask, receive. Knock, it shall be open. Seek, find. That's easy. We get, us, we get excited and clap our hands and kick our feet. And we don't fall asleep when we get all excited about those things. I mean, I can do it. I'm just going to, here we go. Ask and you shall receive. Woo, we get pumped up. Seek and you shall find. Now we get excited kick our heels and all those different things and it's going to happen if you'll keep knocking you're going to see the door open and we'll clap our hands and testify let's look at it this way ask and then there's a shadow knock and then there's a shadow seek and then there's a shadow let's say it this way ask in the shadow knock in the shadow seek in the shadow ask in the middle of darkness knock in the middle of darkness seek in the middle of darkness when the going is getting rough when nothing seems like the promise is on the brink keep on asking keep on knocking keep on seeking it is your promise it is your promise for you you are going to do what God said you were going to do you are going to answer the call and the call is going to be fulfilled you're going to do what he said you were going to do change may come hurt may come darkness may come shadow may come but keep on it's your promise somebody say it's my promise promise. Hebrews 11 and verse 1 now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen for by it the elders obtained a good report through faith we understand that the worlds were formed 
by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Ladies and gentlemen, faith, believe. The Bible said now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Somebody say now. now. Somebody say now faith. now faith. Somebody say right now faith. I know God promised you a miracle. When did he promise you a miracle? When you have some now faith. Miracles are going to happen now. Anointing is going to come now. Revival will happen now. Power is going to come right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your promise. Your miracle can happen when now faith comes inside of us, when we make up in our mind, Lord, I don't see any way a miracle can happen. But if I have some now faith, it's going to begin to take place. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now faith is the evidence of things not seen. Somebody shout amen. amen. I want to have revival. I believe. I believe that God has called us to a place of sacrifice. I believe that we are answering the call of sacrifice. No, you're just motivational speaking as Pastor Darren. No, I'm not, ladies and gentlemen. I felt it in prayer. I felt it in the Holy Ghost that I believe that Truth Church, everybody that calls Truth Church their home, everybody that comes here week in and week out, and I'm thankful for guests and you're welcome, and I want you to be a part and be a part of what God is doing. But God has shown me and promised me that Truth Church is going to be some now faith saints of God. We're going to be some people that say, right now miracles are going to happen. Right now anointing is going going to happen right now we will be revived right now we will experience the power that the book of acts talks about because that's our promise the shepherd in our life has told us our promise is it's going to happen our promise is it's going to take place we will be a voice that is on a hill we will be a people that are a part of the name that experience the name that declare the name and we see people that are changed by the name that's our promise. Somebody say, that's my promise. my promise. Miracles now. Anointing right now. Revival now. And power now. Somebody say, your promise. Remove all of the skepticism. Remove the doubt that is casting a shadow on the word. Amen. Remove that doubt. That doubt, it casts a tries to cast a shadow on the word. It tries to cast a shadow on the world. It tries to cast a shadow on your promise. But it is your promise. God has given you the promise. He has given you that word that's burning in your spirit. I am going to witness to someone. And they are going to come to church. And they are going to receive the Holy Ghost. God has given you a promise of a calling. You are going to answer the call. You are going to do what he declared that you were going to do and whenever it was in your prayer time in your consecration time he called you to do something he called you to be this or be that it is going to happen it's your promise it may be dark it may be I, I gotta figure this out I gotta know what's going on no 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 you just say Lord you promised it it's going to happen so in the midst of darkness and the midst of shadows I'm gonna keep on stepping forward I'm gonna remove all the doubt I'm gonna remove all the darkness and I'm gonna focus on this promise 
that is for me, and I will see it fulfilled. Somebody needs to hear that today. I don't know who you are, and I don't even pretend to know what your name is, but I feel in the Holy Ghost. There's somebody that needs to understand. You have been called for such a time as this, and now is the time for revival. Now is the time for anointing. Now is the time. You've allowed the shadow to reign too long. You've allowed the darkness to reign too long. You need to skip over to verse 80 and you need to make up in your mind. Hold on a second. What's going to happen? This is what's going to happen. I am going to grow. I am going to wax strong in spirit. I am going to see it all come to pass. Somebody say your promise. Come on, say remove the doubt. Come on, cast those shadows away in Jesus' name. There was a boy with an unclean spirit in Mark. 9 verse 22 and oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him but if thou canst do anything have compassion on us and help us Jesus said unto him if thou canst believe if thou canst believe all things are possible to them that believe let's repeat that All things are possible to them that believe. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe. If you can believe that all things are possible to him that believe. All things are possible to him that believe. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter now into and enter no more into him ladies and gentlemen if thou canst believe does anybody got a promise in this place right now now listen to me this is going to take some courage but you got a promise and it hasn't come to pass stand to your feet don't just stand to your feet and be standing you, you got a promise all right Listen to me just for a moment. Dumb means you can't speak. Dumb means you can't hear. If I praise him, I'll hear him. Ladies and gentlemen, if you got a promise and it feels like you can't go on, it feels like it's not going to come to pass, If I praise him, I'll hear him. If you magnify the Lord, if you lift your voice, the dumb and the deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. Dumb means you can't speak. 
Deaf means that you can't hear. But if you make up in your mind, I'm about to lift up my voice. I'm about to magnify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There's darkness, there's shadow, there's things that are over me right now. But you got a promise, ma'am. You got a promise, sir. You got something that God told you. Maybe it's a week ago or 20 years ago. But God promised you something. If you'll begin to lift up your voice, if you'll begin to praise him right now, you're going to hear him say, don't go there. Don't be a part of that. Don't let that happen to them anymore. I'm giving them peace. I'm giving them joy. I'm giving them an answer to their promise today. If Jesus said it, it'll come to pass. Help thou mine unbelief. Would you say it right now? I don't think for a moment that we got a bunch of people that are just faith, 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 faith. I know beyond the shadow of a doubt. That there are people in this place that we struggle. Man, I, Jesus, help me, my unbelief. But even when you're struggling in the midst of your unbelief, say this, Lord, I believe. But help my unbelief. And if you have that kind, look what he says. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, I am telling you right now, there's going to be darkness that is there. But if you'll lift up your voice, he's going to rebuke the darkness. If you'll lift up your voice, he's going to rebuke the shadows. He's going to rebuke the spirit of no faith. He's going to say, get out of here. I got a promise that I gave them. And they're lifting me up. They're magnifying me because I spoke in my voice. This is going to happen if... Thou believest. If thou believest. That, that per, first part of 25 just gets me excited. I just, I have, I can see it happening. When Jesus saw the people came running. When he saw that they came running together. They were, listen. Let's go. Because if we'll believe. If we will believe, this is going to happen. And because he saw that, he rebuked the foul spirit. You're going to see again. You're going to speak again. You're going to feel joy again. You're going to have hope again. God's promised it to you. You're going to see him saved. I don't know who he is, but you're going to see him saved. I don't know what his name is, but you're going to see him saved. I want you to stand to your feet and declare that promise. Maybe it's a her. You're going to see her saved. You're going to see her transformed. You are going to preach the gospel. You are going to sing under the anointing. You are going to have no fear you are going to be healed it's a promise from the heavens help thou my unbelief and sing and shout and rejoice unto the Lord that's it come on somebody you're getting it right now you're receiving it right now it's your promise you need to understand we are on the brink of promises being answered and met every single service I believe it there are people that are consecrating there are people that are believing there are people that are praying earnestly Come on, true church. We answer the call to sacrifice. We'll see things we've never seen. We'll experience things we've never seen. We'll, we'll see the things that God's promise come to pass. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Would you lift your voice? Truth, church. 
It's not just another theme. It's not just another mission. It's not just another thing I'm casting out there. I believe it. I believe the power of the Holy Ghost. Unction in my spirit to preach about answering the call to sacrifice. And some of you begin been doing it this week. Some of you started last week. You began to pray. You began to fast. You began to believe. You began to pray during 24-hour prayer. And God began to uh, unfruit some things and do some things in your spirit. You're going to see it come to pass. Somebody say my promise. Come on, look at your neighbor and say your promise. It is your promise now, right now. Romans 3 and verse 3, you may be seated. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief Make the faith of God without effect. Verse 4. God forbid. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged. What if God don't? But what if he does? We always praise the first statement, but we never praise the second statement. Ladies and gentlemen, what if God don't? But what if he does answer? What if he does fulfill your promise? What if it happens in this service? What if it happens when you walk to this altar and somebody lays their hands on you and begins to speak the word of faith, not knowing anything about what's going on in your life, but God answers the promise right there. I need more than 17 of you and 25 of you that believe that right now. What if God don't? But what if he does? answer the promise. I serve a God that comes through. I serve a God that answers the promise and it's your promise and it's going to be answered for you. I'll clap your hands with all of your might. I don't mean to be mean and I'm not trying to be but I am going to make you think a little bit. John 4 and verse 24. God is a spirit. And they that worship him could if they want to worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. And they that worship him, if it's in their DNA and in their persona, if that's just how they are, they can worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit and they that worship him if if it's in your comfort zone worship him in spirit and in truth the amount of anointing that you and I have is in direct proportion to the amount of word that's in us now you stop for a moment. Listen to me. If you don't read your word, if it isn't a steady diet of God's, I don't care if you listen to it. I don't care if you pick it up and read it yourself. 
But if you don't have a steady diet of God's word, then you can rest assured the anointing is going to be. That's a fact. Amen. You know something? I like what you did earlier. Prove me wrong. For the next seven days, get up every morning and read the word of God. I don't care if you go any, many, money, mo and just pick. Read the word. More than a scripture, read. Take some time. Read it. Sacrifice your flesh one day this week. Or maybe two. Go into your apps and delete Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, whatever else there is out there. And do it for the next seven days. And give that time. It's easy. All your phone's got screen time stuff. You can go look at it. How much time you spend. And just know that I'm going to give this much time to Jesus Christ. And you walk in here next week and let me say the statement that the amount of anointing we have is in direct proportion to the amount of word in us. That's going to do something in you. You're going to feel something. You're going to feel something burden up inside of you. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I mean, I, I don't know what it is, but I know something's about to happen. Listen to me. More word, more faith. More healing, more power. More church, more Jesus. That's what happens. When you give more word to yourself, you're going to have more faith. When you have more faith, there's going to be more healing. When you have more healing, there's going to be more power that's demonstrated. When you got more church, you're going to see more of Jesus running to and fro through this house, healing and touching and minister to people's lives. That is exactly the response that I thought it would be. Maybe seated. This ain't even in my notes, so we're going to do a little cliffhanger here. More word means that i got to have less of me time. But when I put more word in me, that means I'm going to have a faith that can't be stopped. Because it is impossible. It is absolutely impossible to read through God's word. And when somebody asks you, do you believe this can happen for me? If you are a student of the word, I'm talking about just reading God's word. It's impossible for you to have an inkling of doubt in your mind. It's the truth. It is the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Pastor Darren, you don't know any. You, you don't know my situation. You don't know the issues in our lives. You don't have. I don't know about all the shadows and all the darkness. I don't. But I do know His word says that He works out everything. For the good of what? 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 Do you mean that if I put the word in me, I'm going to have some faith? I'm going to believe some things? 
I'm going to understand some things. That's exactly what I'm saying. If the word's put inside of you, you are going to understand that it may be darkness and there may be some shadows, but the darkness and the shadows are going to be worked out for my good because I'm called. That's my promise. For the good to them that love. You don't hear it right now. If you get that kind of word in you, you're going to have faith that no matter the darkness, no matter the shadow, no matter the pain, if I get the word in me, faith is always going to be there. If I get the word in me, not only is faith going to be there, but believing in the healing power of Jesus is going to be there. One of my favorite scriptures of all times. Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Now, this is me, and I'm not pinning any roses on me. Does this mean I don't have a bad day? No, it doesn't mean I don't have a bad day. Does it mean that I, I, I don't, I'm not going to make it when bad news comes? No, it doesn't mean that. It just means that I got the word in me. I've had this scripture as my favorite scripture since I was in junior high and high school. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And this is the hardest part, the second portion of verse 5. And lean not unto thine own understanding. But, Darren, are you scared? I'm not scared. I don't like the news. I don't like the situation. But... I'm trusting in the Lord with all my heart. And this is just word. Kind of practical here. There's a promise for me. I felt the promise placed upon my life a long time ago when I was 15 years old. Lufkin Campgrounds. Brother Kilgore was preaching. Awesome message. And he called all young men come to the altar. I had no desire, no want to at all. My dad was a preacher. My grandpas were preachers. My uncle was a former preacher at the time. I didn't want to have anything to do with preacher. I wanted to be a marketing executive. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to do. I, I loved marketing. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I've dabbled in a little bit of stuff in these days. But I didn't want to do that. But I went to an altar. And at that altar, old campground, left side, there used to be some steps that came from the drum cage. I knelt down right there. God began to speak to me. I thought somebody was speaking in my ear. Nobody was speaking in my ear. But God was speaking to me, putting a calling upon my life. I left that service, went home. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. I wanted to play football, I wanted to run track, I wanted to do all those things, and hopefully, hopefully, that I would get some kind of help that would get me into a school that I could go get a degree in marketing. But God had a promise. And finally, I answered the call. And so when things began to go against that, things began to, when darkness comes in, when shadows, when I met my sweet, beautiful, gorgeous wife, that's right. She deserves 20 more of those. Amen. 
And God placed us in ministry together. And we began to do ministry together. And God began to fulfill his promise in my life. I had no desire to be in a, a, a position in youth ministry. But God opened a door and I was in youth ministry. And I served there for 16 years, 16, 17 years, served in youth ministry on a district, all these things. And I did not ask for this. God opened these doors, and I walked through these doors, and I did these things. And then when all, everything's going well, and we got beautiful kids and beautiful home, and God begins to place us in the place of pastoring. And then we get called in. What's our doctor's name? Dr. Hodge's office. And he looks at you and says, I'm not sure. I'm not a specialist. I'm going to have to send you to a specialist. But it's most likely leukemia. You go to the word. I didn't have it with me right then. It was just in my head. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding and here it is it's hard right here ladies and gentlemen in some of your ways in all thy ways acknowledge him and this is it you got a promise and the promise is from him I don't think I fulfilled the promise yet I don't think the promise is ever going to be fulfilled until he calls us away Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. But in that moment, in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. I'm a husband, I'm a dad, and I'm a pastor. And I'm looking at this sweet girl beside me with tears running down her face. And I'm not showing any scared emotion. I'm just thinking in my brain. I'll put the word up here. I, I believe what the word says. Does this mean that I'm better than anyone else? No. It just means I'm simple and I can't let my mind go anywhere else except what I've read. And the word of God says, if I trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to my, oh my goodness, are you joking me? Why did this have to happen to us? That's not true. No, that is not true. I don't want this to happen to us. That's not true. We're going to go get somebody. No, it was true. You can ask her. She's here. All the other times I've said this, she hasn't been here. But I took her home, took her to the house, and I drove here. And right there, I went back to this verse, ladies and gentlemen. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. But there's darkness over your promise. There's darkness over your life. No, there's shadows that are looming in. That's okay. You still have a promise, ladies and gentlemen. You still have a promise from God. It may have taken five years and 20 years, and maybe you don't understand today what exactly you got to do and where exactly you got to go. But do you have a promise? You do have a promise, and it's in him, yay, and it's in him, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to make up in your mind come hell come high water I'm going to go back to the word and when I go back to the word I'm going to have more faith if I have more faith I'm going to see healing if I have more healing I'm going to see his power
Clap your hands unto the Lord, all you people. It can't be, listen to me, it can't be, ma'am, sir, it can't be half-hearted, but with your whole heart. With your whole heart, you got to be into God's word. With your whole heart, you got to be into what his promise is for you. Did he give you a promise? If he gave you a promise, promise, then you need to make up in your mind. This promise is going to come through. Not because I'm motivating myself, but because I know his word. And his word is forever settled in heaven. And when he speaks a word over me, when he speaks a word in me, his word is forever settled in heaven. I've backed up that word from the word of God. It's forever settled in heaven. It is not going to return void. 2 Timothy 1 verse 6. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. What do you got to stir up when the shadow looms? What do you got to stir up when the darkness begins to loom? What you got to do is you got to come to an altar. You got to come to a pew like I did. And you got to get that spiritual spoon. And you got to begin to pray things. You got to begin to speak the word. The word that is in here, that's right here, that maybe you have it in your mind or maybe you have to open up the book. You got to stir up your faith. It may be at the very, very bottom. It may be just like that hot chocolate or, or whatever it is that you're making. It's all settled at the bottom. No, you got to stick that spiritual spoon in there and begin to stir up that faith. you got to begin to stir up that word. Oh, it's coming back to me now. I know that in him I live and I move and I have my being. I know that I'm the head and not the tail. I know his promise. I know his word is forever settled in heaven. And you begin to speak that word. Amen. And your promise... Somebody say my promise. my promise. Your promise that has a shadow over it, that has darkness over it, begins to get some strength again. Oh, clap your hands under the Lord. Job 1, verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. The devil. Listen to what the word of God said. From going to and fro in the earth. And from walking up and down in it. The conversation between the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and Satan. What I've been doing is I've been walking by B Ray's house, and I've been walking by Brother Noe's house, Brother Ben, Sister Bailey's house. I've been walking to and fro, looking around. Letting darkness come with me. Letting shadows come with me. Letting faith killing come with me. 
The devil is going around to see what he can steal, kill, and destroy. But there is also God that is looking as well. We give him way too much credit, ladies and gentlemen. We go straight to, oh man, all hell's breaking through in my life. We go straight through the crying and the belly aching and getting sad and wondering, why did this happen? Why did I have to lose my job? Why is my son not in church? Why is my daughter not love Jesus and walk in holiness and righteousness? Why, why, why? Why has my job not been as good as it was? Why is my husband not in church? And we give credit to the shadows and we give credit to all of the other things, the killers, the faith killers that are there. But understand with me, just like Satan is walking to and fro in the earth, you can rest assured that Jesus Christ, that is anywhere at all times we heard from Brother Jonathan at the onset of service, he is right there looking, he is right there watching, he is right there beside you. And all he's waiting on you to say, I got a promise, Jesus. And Satan didn't give it to me. You gave it to me. The world didn't give it to me. And the world's not going to take it away. I said, he's watching. Listen to what the Bible says. Second Chronicles 16 and 9. For the eyes of the Lord, what do they do? Run to and fro throughout the whole earth. <laughs> to show, listen, listen. He wants to do it. To show himself strong. In the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. We've got something that will get God's attention. Anybody know what that is? Jesus! We got his name. His eyes, look at it. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. There's a shadow over your life. All he's waiting on is you to say, Jesus. There's my sparrow. There's the sheep of my pasture. I know your eyes don't work. I know there's pain every single day. I know you don't like how it is. But listen to me right now. His eyes run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. What do you need to do, sir? What do you need to do, ma'am? You need to get in the word. You need to get your heart and mind focused on the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We got something that will get God's attention and that is his name. And when you call on his name, you got word. You got power. You got love. You got spirit. You got anointing in the power of the Holy Ghost. Stand to your feet and clap your hands unto the Lord, all you people. Come on, shout his name right now. Song of Solomon 4 and 6. 
until the daybreak and the shadow flee away. Listen, I will get me to the mountain of Moriah and to the hill of frankincense. Until the day break and the shadow flee away, I will get to the mountain of Moriah and I will get to the hill of frankincense. Psalms 30 and verse 5. For his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. That I may please Jesus. I want to put a smile on Jesus' faith. Come on, I want to put a smile on Jesus' face. In his favor is life. Weeping, the Bible says, may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Brother Tommy, you had no idea. You had no idea that what I was preaching or what I was going to end with today. 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7 says this. For God hath given us a spirit of fear. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of but of Power. and of Love. and of a your promise. Come on, lift your hands all across the building. The Spirit of God is moving in this place. Come on, he's giving you a promise, ma'am. Do you believe the Word of God? Have you read the Word of God? Some of you right now need to step out in that faith right now. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I know there's been darkness over your promise. I know there's been shadows that have loomed over your promise. But right now, I want you to step out in faith and walk to this altar and let the light of Jesus Christ shine down upon you. Come on. That's it. Come on. You need to sit here. That's fine. Get you a chair and sit right here at the edge of this altar. I would to God that somebody's faith would arise. I would to God that somebody would lay hands on someone. Not that you get any vain glory. That God would use the promise that he placed on you to give hope into somebody's life right now. Come on, the Spirit is going to make intercession for you. Some of you have no desire to come. You have no desire. Your will is lost. Your hope is lost. But do you know the Word? Have you studied the Word? Do you know the God of the Word? Then make your way to this altar right now. Lift your voice at this altar right now. Let the presence of God come in right now. Come on, sir. It's God's promise. Ma'am, you've been out of the will of God for too long now because you've been trying to make your promise come to pass. It is your promise, but God gave you that promise. Let him fulfill the promise that he gave you. God gave you a promise that your family would be in church. 
God gave you a promise that you'd be lovers of Christ. God gave you a promise that you would all be whole in Jesus' name. But somehow, some way, the shadow came, the darkness came, and faith began to dwindle. Oh, but listen to me right now. I read it just a moment ago. God's eyes, they go to and fro throughout the earth. And he's wanting today to show himself strong on behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. God, I trust in you with all of my heart. I lean not to my own understanding. In all my ways, I'm going to acknowledge you. Lift your voice as they begin to sing. I want you to lift your voice. Come on, prayer team, I need you right now. I want you to walk to and fro in this altar. And as God speaks to you, and only when he does, I want you to lay hands on them. And I want you to pray that God would renew their promise. That they would feel the hand of God renew that promise today. You are going to see again, Bishop. You are going to be made new again. Come on, your husband is going to receive the Holy Ghost. I know you've been praying for 20 years. I know you've been praying for 25 years, but I believe as I preach on Wednesday night, the Word of God, it does not and cannot return void.